culture of innovation. We interview exceptional leaders who embrace and demonstrate innovation, hear their stories, and listen as we explore turning ideas into tangible ways to create value and cultivate innovation as a way of life. Listen and be inspired as an innovative leader. Together, we shape culture and change the world. Culture of Innovation is brought to you by Ridge Innovative, where we practice innovation with a purpose to help companies use technology and breakthrough strategies to achieve business outcomes. I'm your host, Nancy Ridge. And today, I am absolutely uh, delighted to welcome the Power Women Alliance, which is made up of three incredible women and myself, I'm lucky enough to say. And I would really like to introduce you to these amazing ladies. Our topic today is Innovation in Alliances. And as you will learn, the Power Women Alliance is truly an innovative approach to meeting the demands of today's market. So let's introduce our guests. I'll start with Kate Heyman. She's been a founder and a CEO of businesses in the Philadelphia area since 2005, when she founded her first telecom auditing and consulting business. Kate sold off the hardware and software portion of that business in 2016 and started Prelude Solutions as a woman-owned business. Kate has 23 years of demonstrated experience in the telecommunications industry with broad knowledge and professional skills in enterprise bill auditing and optimization, UCAS, CCAS, and cloud transformation strategies. She has many years proven experience in Avaya, Cisco, and Microsoft products. As a CEO, Kate leads with purpose, courage, humility, and character. She celebrates and advocates for the power of individual differences, diversity and inclusion, and racial equality for all. Kate has served on many boards throughout her career, including five years for Little Smiles of Philadelphia and the Alzheimer's Association. Most recently, Kate's on the advisory board for Health Work Academics and PHL Diversity and continues to donate profits back to nonprofit organizations. Kate lives with her husband, Eric, and her seven-year-old son, Nash, in the Philadelphia area, and she has also raised two sons, Luke and Mark. Welcome, Kate. Thank you very much, Nancy. Glad to be here. And we also have with, with us Yvonne Ormond. She is a business transformation professional with over two decades of experience working with organizations ranging from Fortune 50 to nonprofits. She holds a Lean Six Sigma black belt with a strong emphasis on data management. Over her career, she's been in roles in software engineering, project management, delivery leadership, change management to business operations. She spent the first part of her career as a Department of Defense Consultant, Midpoint at Pfizer Pharmaceutical as a Global Director, and the last six years as an Executive Consultant in the Big Four and Independent Space. She founded 5P Consulting in 2016 with a vision of building a firm that people enjoy working with and working for. Every engagement starts with a relationship, a business problem, and is results-driven. Yvonne has a strong passion for growing the community. 
She was the past president for the Association of Technology Professionals in San Diego. She's been involved for years mentoring students at Cal State San Marcos and San Diego State. She's an active board member for ConnectMed International and supports Operation Hope North County as an advisor. Yvonne is a Southern California native where she lives with her sons, Aiden and Rowan. Welcome, Yvonne. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yay. And last, but certainly not least, is Deb Ward. And Deb, CEO of Televergence, leads that company's nationwide operations and oversees the ongoing expansion efforts into emerging markets. As an executive and thought leader promoting diversity initiatives, she's responsible for Televergence's 30-year legacy of unparalleled customer service, integrity, and transparency in the telecommunications world. The performance of Televergence is supported by, get this, an average customer retention rate that exceeds 15 years. Early in Deb's career, she saw an opportunity she just couldn't pass up when the AT&T monopoly was disbanded, and she was one of the very first women to open a telecom company. Faced with the extreme trials and with pure grit, Deb's determination pushed through head-on, earning her the right to be a fierce competitor in this heavily male-dominated industry. A career-long mission of Deb's and one of the company's core values is an allegiance to women in business and technology. She continues to apply her personal philosophy of paying it forward by dedicating substantial resources to various telecom-related organizations. She was the first chairwoman of the board of directors of Encompass for five-plus years, which Encompass, for those of you who don't know, is the industry's largest lobbying association, formerly known as Comptel, president-elect and board member of the National Association of Women Business Owners, and board member of Women Business Enterprise Council South. What does an inspirational trailblazer like Deb do during her free time? Well, she can be found at Twin Oaks Guest Ranch, the second business she owns with her husband, Cowboy. Twin Oaks Ranch is located just outside of Nashville, the perfect vacation spot for hundreds of returning guests each year. Deb and Cowboy truly pour their heart and soul into the dream of sharing the ranch life with guests. She is a proud mom and has raised two sons as a single mom, Brandon and Jeff. And I couldn't be more delighted to have you here today, Deb. Welcome. Thank you, Nancy. It's so great to be here with you ladies today and looking forward to uh, sharing some insights. Absolutely. And certainly, um, as you can see, this is a Power Women Alliance. These ladies are quite amazing. And just to give our listeners a little bit of context on what is the Power Women Alliance or PWA, well, it is an organization that was formed uh, early in 2021. And as I had mentioned earlier, I'm really proud to be a part of this amazing group of ladies. And we together uh, address all aspects of today's complex environments. We have a mission statement, and I'm proud to share it, which is, as women-owned businesses, our mission is to fuel economic growth globally by delivering world-class products and services to companies who demonstrate their support for women entrepreneurs. 
And with that, I am ready to dive in. Are you ready, ladies? Absolutely. Ready. <laughs> Excited to get started. <laughs> well, I think it's important to uh, share with our listeners who you ladies are and some of your accomplishments, because it really highlights the innovation in this particular alliance. And, and we'll get to talk a little bit more in a few moments about, about how that's come together. But I did want to start off by just uh, framing the discussion. You know, it's generally agreed that the events of this past year have accelerated digital transformation. Uh, Accenture predicted that ecosystems are the next frontier of digital transformation and that partners who adopt an ecosystem business model will grow 50% faster than those who don't. Now, your companies each offer very distinct and different value propositions to clients. Can you share why you saw value in this particular alliance and what you hope to both give and get from it? And how um, you got to be a part of, of the PWA or Power Women Alliance. And I will open that up to whoever would like to jump in first. Okay, I can go ahead and start. So thank you again, Nancy, for having me and you ladies. I'm very excited about this alliance. Um, I'm Yvonne with 5P Consulting. You know, one of the things that I think is really exciting about the Alliance is three kind of key things for me is um, we get to offer broader services for our prospective buyers and clients with our combined collaboration. And so for our clients, you know, as they're looking for things out there, we could each be a one-stop shop, but we have broader offerings as a team. We also have access to very different um, buyer and client populations as individual companies that we can, again, join forces to help support each other's businesses to grow and support our clients as well. And then the third, which is my favorite, is really the learning and collaboration I get to do with you ladies. I mean, one, it's always so much more fun to do it together with others <laughs> than on your own. And two, Great. like you ladies are so seasoned and there's so much um, I recognize I can learn from you as well. So that's wonderful, Yvonne. That was great. I wanted to uh, piggyback off of what Yvonne was saying. This is Kate. And, you know, as I, I looked at this alliance and you talk about feeding the ecosystem, you know, I, I look at this also as feeding the ecosystem of any prospect. You can take these four individuals and our organizations and what we bring to a prospect and we can feed their own ecosystem by transforming their technology, improving their process and people, enabling them with larger savings for discounts. And it's just, it's a holistic approach that we can go in and just like you said, fuel the economic growth globally and even within the prospect itself. And it's just, it's so invigorating to know that, you know, we can just come in with this whole force. <laughs> Absolutely. We are quite a force. <laughs> a force to be reckoned with. 
Well, this is Deb Ward from Televergence, and I'm really excited to, to be part of the PWA with uh, Nancy and Yvonne and Kate. And what we found over the last couple of years is the conversations we're having with our existing customers, as well as prospective customers, is really outside of just a transaction. As an example, selling a, a toll-free minute or an outbound long-distance minute. We're really diving in and understanding the pain points of these companies different departments, and also uh, really what their, their business outcome is that they're looking for. And, you know, no one has the answer themselves. And what I found in all the years I've done business with Nancy Ridge and of late uh, Yvonne and Kate is that with their extensive backgrounds in so many different areas, by having those in-depth business conversations, we're now able to provide really a total solution just outside of our, our little niche of, of selling minutes. So it's a real value add, not only to our existing customers, but also potential customers. And it gives you the competitive advantage over you know, other companies that uh, you may be competing against. Absolutely. And, you know, I agree with, with everything you ladies have all said. And I, I must also, you know, just point out that, uh, you know, our buyers have changed too. You know, the people that we talked to in the past, uh, which may have been strictly in the IT realm, uh, have really expanded beyond that. And I think that, you know, that, that new buyer is facing so many more challenges. And so if we can bring that additional value that comes from the expertise that the other organizations can provide, then that just endears us to that particular buyer and gives them a reason to not only do business with us, but hopefully extend their ecosystem to the PWA. So, you know, it's just, it's such a, an exciting opportunity you know, Forrester analyst Jay McBain speaks of a world where customers are buying through indirect channels more and more. He has a, a great analogy that he talks about. You know, he says everything from, you know, peanut butter to Deb's point, a long distance minute is today bought through an indirect channel. And models are are shifting very rapidly. We saw a ton of this in 2020. Just look at HP, IBM, and Cisco. Those are recent examples. And what that means is no one can do it alone. He also talks about how the average cloud solution has seven partners. It doesn't really matter how big you are. Even these, these behemoths like IBM or HP are relying on many more partners to gain that first uh, transaction and entry and to retain the customer and embed their products. So uh, anyone who would like to share on this, how are your organizations expanding beyond traditional partners you may have worked with in the past to find your place in that seven-layer stack. Well, you know what, Nancy, I'd actually, I would turn that question to you, Nancy, because talk about someone who understands the, the seven-layer stack. And, and I know you're interviewing us and, and talking about us, but I mean, you know, there's nobody that understands that better than you. I'd love to hear your in, input on that. Well, I, you know, thanks, Kate. Um, I, I feel that what I'm discovering is that there really is so much complexity in the tech world, in the environment right now. Um, 
on behalf of our clients as well as ourselves that that it really is important for them to to have all of these different uh, contacts and people who are experts in particular areas. So it seems like a natural thing, uh, an outgrowth of what we're experiencing in the complexity of today's world, that there are going to be more players in the space. And the subscription-based model comes out of you know, the consumer world, you know, look at how we're doing our lives today. You know, we're, we're signing up for things, for applications everywhere on a subscription model. So why not consider, you know, something along those lines in the business model just translates, you know, very easily. So, um, you know, look at like with your business, Kate, it's like with the uh, cost optimization side of things, you know, why make it just a single uh, project when you can engage over a, a subscription period, a period of time where you don't have to think about it anymore. And you can also expect that in making that relationship with the prelude, if you're discovering through your cost optimization methodology that there are some other strategies that customer can take, maybe right. uh, in relationship to their toll-free or even you're looking at their business processes or how they're operating their network, you can bring in one of us to exactly. help them mitigate. It, it, that's exactly right. And it's and you mentioned something that really triggers my thought process. It's all about the partnership. I mean, when I when I tell you it's a two way partnership, these companies and these enterprise companies, they're they're starving for that two way partnership. And if we can bring them trusted advisors in other areas, we could bring process improvement. We could bring toll free options. We can bring rebilling for AT&T. And now it's a women owned business. That's amazing. And now we can build a roadmap. It's you know, it's it's really it's really something that's. It's something unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Just to add in on that, uh, Kate and Nancy as well. You know, being as a being in a career consultant role for over two decades, you know, ten years ago, I would often see organizations where they wanted to have multiple layers of partnerships to take, you know, their eggs and put them in multiple baskets to balance risk. But what I started seeing the last few years, and particularly this last year, more than even five years ago, is companies don't have a lot of time and money, and they want efficiency, and they want to reach out to their their prime uh, partner they've brought in and ask them who they would bring in because one, it saves them time and energy. And two, they know that if you bring another partner in, you've worked together really well in the past. Mm. And so you're not going to have the um, competition as you've had in some of the larger layer organizations. And you're going to get stuff done quickly for them. And you're going to look at their money and be really efficient about it. You bet. And, you know, every ecosystem model I've seen reminds us that the partner is at the center. Really, I'm sorry, the customer is at the center. Mm -hmm. So we're really rallying around to serve that customer. And one of the interesting aspects of, you know, the seven layer idea, the seven layer stack is that, you know, partners aren't necessarily today operating it to Deb's point, like on strictly a transactional model, like, you know, I bring you in and you pay me a piece of, 
of that revenue. Certainly that can happen in alliances and partnerships. That by no means has has gone away, but we're also seeing that there's other value to be had just in our ability to influence, mm-hmm. you know, just in our ability to add value through the alliance, right? Nancy, that's a really good point. And, and just to, to supplement uh, what Yvonne and, and Kate have shared, what I've noticed with our global pandemic, so many companies have been forced to downsize. There's been significant layoffs and they've lost a lot of that internal talent. And they've had to look to other ways, i.e. outsourcing to uh, companies like ours and Nancy's and Avon's and Kate's. And the idea of the alliance was formed by us really putting our heads together and saying, you know, how can we take a very complex world that we're living in now and bring that talent back into these organizations without adding huge burdens to their, you know, SGNA, et cetera, and bring our years, you know, collectively over 100 years of experience to help them solve their business problems. And I think we're just going to see it more and more in different aspects of the business, these types of alliances, not just in the technology space, but I think in other uh, areas as well, because companies are having to do business differently. Yes, across the board. I mean, go ahead. And what, but I mean, Take, have an alliance of four women in technology, all of whom, two of which are certified WBENCs and two, two of which are getting, you know, certified now. I mean, that's, we're able to offer that diversity and inclusion spend, dollar spend for our prospects alike too in, in our partnership. So, I mean, that's, that in and of itself is also an amazing and unique opportunity. Yes, yes. In fact, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. You know, thankfully, diversity and inclusion are getting more attention than ever, um, certainly through some disruptive and hard-won experiences that, uh, you know, that that have been painful. Um, But to your point, Kate, uh, you ladies are part of WeBank, W-B-E-N-C, you and, and Deb. And as we mentioned earlier, you know, you're both very active, including Deb serving on the board there. And I'm proud to say that I'm working on it. I know Yvonne is too. You know, this national organization certifies and enables women-owned businesses, just for those of you who aren't familiar. Why is it important to emphasize uh, our companies as WeBank members? And what additional value does that alliance and ecosystem deliver? Well, Nancy, I'm happy to take that one for for just a moment. So for those of you that may be new to the certification process or not familiar with it, there are hundreds of major U.S. corporations, our federal government, our local government, and, you know, obviously state governments that have official supplier diversity programs. And what does that mean? Well, that means that there is a mandate that so much of their vendor spend on an annual basis must go to minority-owned, women-owned, veteran-owned, et cetera, type of businesses. And what this certification does is it allows essentially uh, a seat at the table. We know it's extremely difficult for smaller businesses, especially women-owned businesses, to compete in that corporate world against uh, some of the larger 
name brand uh, entities. And so what this does is it allows us to have an open door, a seat at the table to really uh, give these corporations and our government opportunity to see the tremendous value experience and solutions uh, that we can bring. Absolutely. Well, well, well said, Deb, well said. And, and you mentioned the word, you know, sometimes painful, you know, I, I will, I will say this, that Nancy, that, you know, the sole reason why Prelude Solutions exists is because I wanted to be women-owned and certified. So that it, it meant absolutely everything to me. And saying that, it also allows me to be a mentor and an advocate to bring other women like you and Yvonne uh, mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. along to get certified because, you know, we're, we're showing other women that that there's they can be leaders they can be CEOs they can be whatever they want to be and I think that's also there's an important personal part to that as well. Agreed. Yes, and Kate, you've been so generous, and Deb too, to share with Yvonne and I resources and you know whether it's contacts or processes or just your experience, you know, on how to go about this and. You know, as as I dive into it and have begun to meet some of the other uh, folks who are part of the DNI programs, you know, in the enterprise space, you know, I'm really impressed. It's like what a whole new world of amazing individuals I'm getting exposed to through this organization. Absolutely, in this Power Woman Alliance, I've actually use this alliance in order to answer RFPs and it's elevated our our answering process because we're able to to bring in this network and this partnership into an RFP process mm. and and you can imagine what that could do i mean we're working with other women owned businesses and here's what we can offer yeah it compounds that 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 value yes You know, it's interesting, too, because, um, you know, so many enterprises have are also becoming woke, if you will, to this idea that, hey, we need to make a commitment, whether they're being mandated, you know, by some sort of government quota or not, you know, they're taking the bull by the horns and they're saying, no, we want to make a commitment to diversity and inclusion. And I think that's so encouraging to see that out there. Uh, and I'm just hoping that, you know, we'll be able to fulfill some of those uh, intentions that they have to, you know, to increase the ranks of who their suppliers are with women-owned businesses through this alliance. Absolutely. Nancy, I, I just did a, a quick check. And can you believe there are currently, as of this month, over 11,000 women-owned businesses that are certified by the federal government in the United States alone. Just think about the amazing talent pool experience in so many different areas of businesses that so many companies can benefit from. it's, It's remarkable. And it's so important because we know that that's probably just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what's really out there. 
High Absolutely. tide rises all boats. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I love about this too, as a woman who spent 20 years in a corporate environment, we were very focused on diversity and inclusion and, and women programs. But what I love is that these these larger organizations and even smaller mid-market have evolved so much over the years that they're taking it outside their organization and they're you know, broadening the diversity inclusion to include women like us as providers. And I just think that's just an evolution in the market space. It's really cool to see. Absolutely. And, you know, and it's not just because it's the right thing to do. No. It's because yeah. studies show that that organizations who have women on boards and women involved in leadership, and let's say also female leaders who are part of their supply chain, perform significantly better. It's usually 50% or more in all the metrics that matter. (laughs) (laughs) So in this high-tech innovative market, we're managing data efficiently and effectively and top concerns like security and compliance are at the forefront of everyone's mind. Uh, how important would you say cost optimization is to enterprises today? I'm, I'm going to take that one. Okay, <laughs> go for it, Kate. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, you know, preserving cash and rebuilding the balance sheet is the number one top of mind priority for every organization in 2021, just coming off of, of 2020, right? And And we're able to increase savings by you know 33% in in uh, actually uncover savings through te- telecom expense management by 33% which is 11% higher than the industry norm which is 22 just by pure erroneous charges and misbillings and contract to invoice discrepancies and just by doing that then we're building that roadmap but it's it's really this cost optimization is is prevalent right now and so important to squeeze the lemon, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that can be a lot of money. You're talking about percentages. Oh yeah. 30 percent of a spend. I mean, that's, it's amazing. So like in an enterprise, like give us an example of dollars. Can you share a dollar example? I mean, mean, you know, someone who has a 1 million Spend right now. Think about that. They're going to recover three hundred and thirty-three thousand. What is that going to go towards? What are they going to use that on? Help desk, innovation, building their roadmap for, as you mentioned, security, compliance. Now they've got this this pocket of money that is newfound money and a contingency-based model that that they don't have to pay for, right? And they're mm-hmm. able to now allocate those funds towards. And, and I'm sure you know this better than anyone, Nancy, that the security and compliance breaches. And of course, also Yvonne understands this world as well. I mean, it's it's top of mind. It You know, it's mm-hmm. really an important area of every business now, especially since we're all remote. Exactly. Yeah. And Yvonne, as we're talking about cost optimization, what about business practices? I mean, how much Greenfield is available there, would you say? Yeah, you know, prior to the pandemic, the mid-market and the small businesses, they always have to do more for less, right? And they often don't have the same, um, they they absolutely don't have the same budgets, but they don't even have the same operating models to even think of hiring in consultants and service providers, right? So when they do, 
cost optimizations always been on the forefront for them, right? Very different because they're so close to the money um, as well. So they want to ensure that every dollar they spend making an impact with action. And so post pandemic, it's, it's more, right? Because they're having to make decisions on letting people go. So digital transformation is so important for them because they need less people dependency, but they need to do that on no budget or a small budget, right? So um, it's just changed a lot. And just to, yeah. to follow up with what Yvonne said, just in, in closing on this kind of subject matter, we're able to, to offer a 30 to 40% savings over a Verizon or AT&T spend. So if you couple that, say, with a cost optimization with Prelude, you know, you're looking at a 30 plus 30, you're looking at about a 60% savings that puts that money back into a company's budget. So services like security services, business optimization, it, we're actually creating the budget to allow companies like Avon and 5P, like Nancy Ridge with Ridge Innovative to have those funds to go back and basically pay for their services. I mean, what better model than that and being able to deliver that and help a business grow. Not only does it help them grow their own individual business as their bottom line increases, profits improve, they tend to add team members, it grows the economy overall. And that's really what our country is built upon. Absolutely. And, you know, thank you for, for pointing that out, that big picture, because you know, it is uh, important if we're going to see an overall uh, recovery in our economy that everyone, I think, is dedicated to this idea of efficiency and cost mm -hmm. optimization. So it is super important, you know, for the individual company and for the economy at whole. And we are change makers on a large scale, ladies. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, we are. Feed the ecosystem. Feed that ecosystem. <laughs> We're disruptors. That's right. <laughs> In a good way. <laughs> it brings the business, the best business outcome possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, the other I before we leave this topic, because I, I really feel it's at the heart of you know, the Power Women Alliance and, and some of the impact that we want to make. You know, I also want to point out how critical it is for organizations to look at uh, their processes and their integrations today. And, and Yvonne, I know, again, I, I, I just want to come back for a second to 5P because I just came off an IDC conference this week where, you know, they were talking about the trends and the challenges that organizations and enterprises are facing uh, post-pandemic. And one of the biggest challenges has to do with integration. Uh, and software applications are obviously where it's at. So, you know, th that aspect of it, I think not just um, who you're doing business with and, and what you're negotiating uh, those services and supplies for, which certainly, you know, Kate and I and, and Deb are very focused on that, but how you integrate all of these processes together can make or break the bottom line. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because, because you know, it's um, the trend is um, as you know, companies are having to make tough decisions. Um, 
they're having to lean out their workforce, right? And then they're learning, well, we've, they've been really successful doing things manually, but with a leaner workforce, you just can't do that. And so what's really important is looking at how they run their financials, meaning like their financial accounting practices, uh, their billing practices or procurement, how they run their sales and their sales teams, how they run their their servicing and operations, and really changing that from a business side. How do you execute it differently? And then kind of getting in these systems that can automate that and then connecting them because what happens is when it makes it more efficient for mm-hmm. less people to do the services, two, it makes the data so much richer and the data is dynamic. So you're able to make really quick business decisions with accurate data because it's automated and integrated. So much more important in this space. And and uh, an absolute necessity for any organization that wants to survive today. So uh, thank you. Thank you for, for that discussion, ladies. Now, I want to pivot a little bit. Um, as we mentioned in your amazing bios, uh, all of you are mothers. I am too who are either raising kids or have raised kids. And the other thing that I find um, in common with this group is you all have either held or continue to hold an impressive roster of board seats in nonprofits. Um, I'm curious, how did those experiences develop you as an innovative leader? And how did innovation increase their mission? Any examples of that? you know, the floor's open. I mean, you know, I, I would, I would say just, I'll kick it off just by answering, you know, one of the areas that uh, I'm involved in right now, one of the boards I'm involved in is uh, Aspire to Steam, which is a nonprofit uh, that caters to young women and girls who don't have the privileges perhaps you know, of, of every kid out there, they may be in an underprivileged situation, but they're just brilliant and they're studying science, engineering, technology, or the arts. And we're seeking to bring scholarships, you know, to those organizations, which are typically provided by tech enterprise organizations. And, you know, that, um, giving back has helped broaden my view so much to see that, you know, it's beyond, you know, our our mutual success is beyond the bottom line, that having a legacy today, you know, gives me so much more perspective as a leader than just being, you know, focused on, on my own bottom line. So I'm just curious, like, you know, because we talked about so many nonprofits, both business and also just philanthropic that you ladies are involved in. How has that impacted you? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll answer that one, Ms. Yvonne. You know, for me, it's there's not much balance in the role of being a mom and a business owner or, or you know, professional, honestly. But it provides me some personal balance with feeling good about helping others. That's one reason why I love consulting. And so by doing this, it's it's serving for no other purpose than serving and, and helping others. So I feel good about that. And then the the flip side of that is, you know, I grew up and um, money was very tight. Uh, you know, f- we didn't have a lot. We've leveraged things in our life, in our family for services. So now that I'm in a place that 
I can offer that up, it's really important for me to give back that way as well. Mm, love it. And I, I think that, um, so I've served on a n- number of boards as well. And HealthWorks Academies is a STEM program that we are launching into the uh, nine through ninth grade through 12 to allow students to get into healthcare careers and healthcare education through STEM. And it's a program that goes through all diversity and inclusion and equality through any type of, of region. So you can be in the lower economical schools or in the higher economical schools and we have a cyber program where you're able to really pick a career path now that will hit on all of the asynchronous and synchronous learning to get them into life sciences, you know, becoming a nurse, whatever you really want to do in healthcare and education and through STEM. So it's really, that's one of the areas that I've, I've really launched into and, and taken a quite a big role in that academy. Mm. That's so cool, Kate. I love it. Nancy, one of my proudest accomplishments was being elected as the first woman, uh, chairwoman of the Encompass Board of Directors, the organization that's existed for over 30 years now. And, you know, personally, I learned so much from the leaders of multi-million dollar and even billion dollar companies that I served along um, on that board. And what else it did was it gave inspiration to other females that were interested in serving on boards, but didn't think that they had an opportunity to. I mean, here was a small, you know, woman owned business that uh, had been around for, you know, 32 years and getting a seat at the table and really being recognized, being embraced and, you know, having a voice Uh, was extremely powerful. And I'm really proud to say that the mix of the Encompass board now, there's a lot more women on it than there was when I started. So I think it's it's really an inspiration for other women that if you're considering any type of a a board position, by all means, go for it. Mm. And you know, what I'm hearing, like this common theme, you know, certainly the service, you know, brings that other um, texture, you know, to, to each of you to each of us as individuals and, you know, broadens our perspective. Um, But certainly, you know, I think too, it also builds confidence and, Mm -hmm. you know, studies have shown that confidence and connections are the two biggest barriers to female leadership. And, you know, what a gift to be able to participate in these nonprofits as leaders where, you know, we not only, gain confidence as, as a kind of an unintended result, but also, you know, the connections that we get to make through all that. And I think as moms, you know, that sets an example for our kids, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's not easy doing all this stuff and being moms too, but I'll tell you, you know, (laughs) Um, two, two of the biggest things I've learned being a mom, one is, uh, humility. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the other one is how to never stop closing because children are the best examples of closers that I've ever seen. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And the 
funniest part about that too is I often say that my children are the most demanding CEOs I've ever met. <laughs> about it. So uh, true. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think that's just because they're ours. <laughs> Although that may have a little bit to do with it. <laughs> Uh, so ladies, you know, let's have some fun. Um, we've been talking about innovation. This is culture of innovation uh, that we're, we're participating with today. So what innovation would you most like to see gain adoption? And it could be anything. Hmm, I think I can start on this one. This okay. On. So this is going to date me a little bit, but I remember growing up watching the Jetsons and I would be so excited about my future when I would have a robot who could come do dishes and cook <laughs> and, and do laundry. And like, it is not happening and it's not affordable. So I would like to have an affordable robot to help my household. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Where is that damn robot? <laughs> Where is that robot? Why is it not here? I had so much hope in that. So let's innovate. Let's get a robot that we can get in households we all can afford instead of that <laughs> that one that just cleans the floors. <laughs> well, and I want that robot to um, put on my makeup and do my hair in under five minutes so I can be camera ready for all these Zoom meetings we're having to do in this virtual world. Oh, yeah, oh, no, you're, tell oh you're trying to tell me, Deb, you haven't mastered that? <laughs> Not yet. I'm working. Oh on my it. gosh! I, I, I've, I've been able to put makeup on in less than three minutes for Zoom meeting. <laughs> I, I'm a dab. I struggle with that a little bit too. Well, and I've told you, ladies, that you can always have lipstick on while on Zoom because oh. there you have that that lovely feature, which is I didn't know that. I told you that. Yeah, I know. It's fabulous, isn't it? That's a great innovative feature. Um, <laughs> That's super I'll tell you that much. I know. Yeah. I, I, I know. And, and I, you know, one of the things I always think about is I'm, I'm an older mom and my, my youngest is seven and I'm, I just want to be able to, I want to be able to live longer. Like, I want to be able to live longer to see, see him uh, do some wonderful things in life. So I don't know what innovation that is. It's a uh, longevity innovation for, mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. I hear you, Kate. And, you know, I was thinking about this too. And I said, can, you know, can we just have, you know, and I know that there's more and more occurring like in the healthcare space. Um, and we've seen amazing advances, but, you know, I'm an equestrian as, as some of you know, and my poor body, you know, it, I could use like some new joints. I'm just saying, right. like, when can I be like the bionic woman? I think I'm dating myself with that one too, Yvonne. <laughs> I feel better now. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I watched that. I watched that show. Too. I, I want some I want some new body parts <laughs> and not just the you know the aesthetic ones I want the, the new joints that keep me strong <laughs> well ladies it has been such a pleasure um I am very thrilled to be a part of this uh, power women alliance and I do see it as uh, an innovation in alliances and hopefully you know today will inspire others if you have um, folks that that you admire, maybe you haven't done business with them yet because they are in such a diverse area that hasn't touched, 
you know, what you do directly. Don't let that discourage you. Uh, that is really, I believe, where ecosystems are going to uh, meet that that fifty uh, percent growth plus projection that Accenture has discussed is is through the actual activation of creating these alliances beyond what we've ever done before. So. Thanks to all of you for taking the time today to be a part of this podcast. And, um, you know, we are, we're out there to change the world together. We can do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thanks for having us, Nancy. This was a lot of fun. You got it. Thank you so much, Nancy. Appreciate you and Yvonne and Kate and looking forward to a prosperous uh, upcoming year going to be a it's going to be a good one we have an incredible makeup of a partnership that's going to go very very far well hopefully we'll be able to check back in you know later on and share some success stories Feed the <laughs> got it so in closing i want to thank our listeners for also being with us today don't forget to subscribe to Culture of Innovation at www.soundcloud.com slash culture of innovation to get updates on new episodes and listen to previous ones. You will also find us on iTunes and be sure to check us out at www.ridgeinnovative.com. Have a breakthrough day and we'll see you next time. <music>